this is the podcast from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 13th, 2011. Prayer Quest, Thy Kingdom. And so once again, we have a model, a not-so-good model of prayer, a model of what not to, how not to go about praying. But Although I would have been like that guy standing right up saying the Pledge of Allegiance. You and Cousin Eddie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You need some white shoes. Oh. Anyway, anyway. But, but as we said last week, um, Jesus did give us a, a great model for prayer. We find it in the uh, sixth chapter of Matthew. We generally call this the Lord's Prayer. Today is part two of our, our series called Prayer Quest here, and we can, as we consider God's kingdom. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Oh God, we thank you for, for wooing us here, for loving us, even when we're unlovable, and for never allowing us to be out of your grip. Now, O oh God, open our hearts so that we might hear your word, so that we might dig a little deeper um, in our prayer quest. We pray this in your name, and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Well, last week we started our prayer quest series. We're taking a look at the Lord's Prayer, and we took a look at the the first part of the Lord's Prayer. It is found in Matthew chapter 6, and so we took a look at the beginning, if you'll say it with me, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, today we continue on the next verse of that scripture. We're now, that was verse 9. Now we're going to verse 10 of Matthew 6. Let's say it together. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy kingdom, the kingdom of God. Scholar William Barclay shares in the New Daily Study Bible, the kingdom of God characterizes the entire New Testament. It's a phrase we often hear in prayer, in preaching, in Christian literature. The kingdom of God was central to the teaching of Jesus. At the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, here's what we find in Mark 4, uh, or excuse me, Mark 1, 14 to 15. After John was put in prison... Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And then later on, Jesus described preaching of the kingdom of God as his central mission, the reason why he's here on this earth, when he said this in Luke chapter 4, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. That is why I was sent. The kingdom of God is central to Jesus's mission and ministry. And therefore, it is crucial. It's really important that we try to get a grasp on what the kingdom of God is, on what Jesus is trying to teach us. And yet it's not something that's, that's easily or readily, readily grasped. Because when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, he talks about it both the present and in the future. It's here and it's coming. For example, in Luke 17, 
Here's what we find. Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. So, the kingdom is something right here in our midst. So if it's right here in our midst, is it something we have to wait for? It wouldn't seem so, because it's here now, right? And then again... The kingdom of God is future in nature. As evidenced in the very prayer we're looking at this morning, thy kingdom come. We don't say thy kingdom is here. We say thy kingdom come. It's kind of strange. You know, the kingdom is and yet it is still to come. How can it be? How can it be here and yet to come? Well, for one thing, this kingdom of God is not an earthly kingdom. It doesn't have geographical boundaries and such. It's not so much a place as it is a relationship, as it is an experience. And the second half of today's scripture gives us insight into what the kingdom is. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When we are in God's kingdom, we are in God's will. God's perfect will is being done. God's kingdom is in our midst thanks to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who dwells among us, who lives in us, who guides us, encourages us, convicts us. You know, the kingdom of God, yes, is here. And yet, at least at the present, what is happening on earth is not what is happening in heaven. Earth is a sinful place. Heaven is not. On earth, we tend to resist God. In heaven, I imagine that we just sit or we lay at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. In heaven, we would cling to God. On earth, there is rebellion. In heaven, there's rejoicing. You see the difference here? The kingdom of God is in our midst, in the present, and yet it is still to come in the future. Thy kingdom come. This is our plea, isn't it? This is our cry. This is what we long for, that God's kingdom would come. But the the challenge for us is we can't make it happen. (laughs) Only God can. And that's because it's God's kingdom. And God's in control of it. New Testament scholar Douglas Hare points out that, that it was theologian Karl Barth a few years ago who forcefully insisted that the idea that many Christians hold of building the kingdom of God on earth is an expression of bad theology. Scripture makes it clear that only God can bring God's kingdom. We can't. God does. So our job is not to build God's kingdom. Our job is to pray for it, to wait for it with With hopeful expectation. 
as we took a look at this, um, Douglas Hare goes on to say something that we thought was important to share with you out of the interpretation of Bible commentary. He writes, we cannot build the kingdom of God on earth because even our best efforts toward peace, justice, and community are compromised by sin. Only God can bring the ultimate transformation that includes radical annulment, radical annulment of sin. And so we pray that God's kingdom would come, that God would bring God's kingdom to us, that we could experience here what is experienced in heaven. And and the cool thing is, we do get glimpses of this, don't we? We get glimpses. We get tastes. We get uh, little, uh, uh, you know, uh, before we get there, we get uh, an opportunity to get an experience of it here. We get little flashes of what God's kingdom is all about. We get sneak previews. And and when we get these, we, we get them when we're able to be in God's perfect will. Or when we see somebody else who is in God's perfect will. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we need to talk about sin. (laughs) Our inability to be in God's will. Our inability to stay in God's will. Our inability to be tuned in 24-7 to God's will because eventually we do fall. Eventually we do stray. And, you know, thy will be done when so often we want to control our lives and thy will is so contrary to what my will is or what your will might be. We do tend to be rebellious with what God wants for our lives. And so that's, you know, when we pray thy will be done, that's a really, really big prayer to pray because it tugs at every part of us that wants to go the other way. See, the trouble with God's will, we'll just put it real blunt here. The trouble with God's will is in God's will, I'm not the center of the universe. Well, you're not either. <laughs> Can I get an amen to that? Yeah. See, in, in God's will, <laughs> see, I can't be the center of the, of the universe because in God's will, we'll be in God's kingdom. And in God's kingdom, who do you think's at the center? Yeah. That's why it's called the kingdom of God. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be called the kingdom of Alan. <laughs> or Bob, or Joe, or Harry, or Sandy, or Joanne, or Carrie. Or... Well, that's okay. Can we do that tomorrow? <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Get him off of here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I had a plan, but now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right, Jordan. Or fill in your name. Yeah. 
because that's the challenge. We all do want it to be our, us in the center, don't we? All joking aside. Put our name. We want the universe to revolve around us. That's, that's our human frailty, isn't it? That's what <laughs> eating the fruit <laughs> in the garden was all about, wasn't it? And, and as long as that's the case, we're not going to be able to realize the kingdom of God in our lives. Because we can't get it, we don't get it both ways. These two things are mutually exclusive. My will, God's will. Constant tug of war, isn't it? And the trouble is, even if I'm living in God's will, you know, you've had those days where you're just, you're just tuned in, right? Or maybe those hours, or for me, maybe it's those minutes <laughs> where you're tuned in. Sooner or later, our will is the one that's going to take over, isn't it? Sooner or later. It's inevitable because we're sinners. And yet, <laughs> and yet we get glimpses. We get kingdom glimpses, and they're oh so sweet when we do get those glimpses. Little tastes of the kingdom. For those of you who are grandparents, when you know what I mean, when we hold our, our grands or we are able to spend time with them, boy, that's, that's a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven. When we see a man or a woman standing up for what is right, even if it costs them something, even if it costs friendship or even a job, when they stand up knowing they're standing for the Lord. Boy, we see a glimpse of the kingdom of God. We see a glimpse of the kingdom of God when we receive forgiveness or we are able to forgive others. We can't do that on our own. That's a glimpse of the kingdom of God. We see a glimpse of the kingdom of God when an addiction is overcome. And we're able to be free of those chains that just bind us. We see a glimpse of the kingdom of God when a relationship comes back together. A marriage is saved. A friendship is mended. We see a glimpse of the kingdom of God. Yes, here on earth. Knowing that the glimpse of heaven in the real sense is yet to come. See, Jesus brought the kingdom with him when he came. That's what the prophet Isaiah wrote about hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. And it's those same words of Isaiah that Jesus read in the synagogue one Sabbath morning. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him, to Jesus. He unrolled the scroll and he found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And 
And all the eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. They were waiting. They were waiting for something. And this is what they got. He began to speak them. Here's what he said. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. (laughs) Wow. Jesus is saying the kingdom of God has arrived. Jesus is saying it's me. I'm here. The kingdom of God has arrived. How could he say that? Because he was in his father's perfect will completely. God's will was being done through his son, Jesus the Christ. And therefore, the kingdom of God was here. Mm. And therefore, through Christ, we're able to be connected to this kingdom of God, aren't we? We get those glimpses through Christ because he brought the kingdom with him. But on the other hand, look around. I don't, I don't mean in here. Think around. <laughs> Think around outside these walls, in the neighborhood, outside, just the world at large. Think, think about what you saw in the news last night. Does this look like God's kingdom? Hardly. Hardly. Too much my will getting in the way, wouldn't you say? Too much my will getting in the way of God's will. And so even though Jesus came and brought the kingdom with him, The kingdom reigns where God's will reigns, and all all too often, God's will ain't reigning, is it? So what do we do? Well, we pray the prayer, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. God, bring the kingdom. Thing is, God will bring the kingdom. The kingdom will come when God is ready for the kingdom to come. We don't bring it. God does. On the other hand, we need to pray the second part of the prayer that the Lord gave us. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Can you say that part with me, that part in bold? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Our prayer here, even as we pray as a congregation, as a community of faith, is really an individual prayer. I need to pray, God, help me do your will. I can't pray to help you do God's will. I have enough on my own plate that I need to pray about. It's an individual prayer as well as a corporate prayer. Lord, thy will be done in my life. Help me be your light in the darkness. Help me be Jesus with skin on, Lord. Guide me and direct me. You know, there's a, there's a song that it's a, it's a pretty old one. I remember my mom singing it when I was growing up. You know, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Well, I think we need to change the words here. We can say, God, I shouldn't sing it though. God, help us seek your will and let it begin with me. God, help us seek your will and let it begin right here with each one of us, with you, 
and with me. And we seek it through the power uh, of Jesus Christ. He's the one that's, uh, that allows us, that, that allows us to be able to seek God's will and to recognize God's will in our lives when we pray to him through God's Holy Spirit. See, he brought the kingdom, and so he's given us a taste and a, and a direction, and it's through him that we're able to make this prayer and to be open to God, what God's will might be in our lives and how we might have the strength to do what God calls us to do there. And you know, this, this isn't an occasion when things are big and really bad or things are totally out of control type of prayer. We're to see God's will in our lives in all things, all situations, all decisions. I remember years ago, we were living in Seaford, and uh, <laughs> I think it was that green Ford, actually. Man. It's funny, we had, I think, four gray cars at the time. Devin said, when you go, and they were all in the 80s, and this was the 90s. She said, Dad, she's a car buff. Two things. Can it at least be from uh, the 1990s? And could it be something other than gray? <laughs> well, I got it. I mean, and we, we saw God's direction on that car. And it was. It was a 93 teal <laughs> Ford. We got like 215,000 miles. I got a lot of grief because I, I was in, we were in that car for forever. Praise the Lord. I think that was the car. And he, he answered both our prayers, Devin's and ours. <laughs> in one car, you know. When we moved here, we really prayed about where we should live. And the, and the lot, I still remember standing on the lot, praying over the lot where our house stands. And um, they had no business keeping that lot in our name as long as they did. They should have said, you guys, we're, this is ridiculous. We were waiting for our house in Seaford to sell, and it didn't for a long time. And we kept long, and, and they allowed us to keep this lot. When, you know, houses then were, they were going like hotcakes. But that was the lot we were supposed to have. And we were, you know, that allowed us to keep that. It's interesting when you try to be in God's will, how things work. The more God's will is done in our lives, we think, here on earth, as it is in heaven, the more we're going to be treated to seeing God's kingdom right here on earth. You know, we know God brings the kingdom, not us, but it's more likely that it's going to happen the closer we are to God's will. We want to encourage you this morning to, to spend some time in prayer seeking God's will. Not just this morning, but here, today, this week, just in life. But spend some time here before you leave. If that uh, will, uh, at this point, doesn't include Christ in your life, seek that. Because that's the only true way we're going to be able to realize God's full will in our lives is through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. And so for now, what we can do is pray. And there are Jabez 365 prayer initiative for February 13th is pray that the families of Connection Community Church stay in love with Jesus. That's on your program. Pray that the families of Connection Community Church stay in love 
with Jesus. We also encourage you to pray for God's kingdom to come. Pray that God's will be done here on earth and in heaven and let it begin with me. Let it begin with you. And so we'd like to close together as we share the Lord's Prayer. And we're praying scripture, Matthew 6, 9b through verse 13. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for this word found in scripture. Oh God, the kingdom of heaven is here and yet to come. Help us reflect who you are and whose we are as we leave this place today. Help us make a difference in the relationships that we have and the people that we meet in our homes, in our workplace. Hold us tight so that we are able to walk it out in your will. We look forward to, oh God, that glorious day when your kingdom does encompass all. And we thank you and praise you for the glimpses of your kingdom here on earth. We pray this in Jesus, the majesty's name, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.